Book of Exodus chapter 27. Let's go to verse number 9. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, we have already covered. uh, There's really only, I think, one or two more instruments in the tabernacle that we need to cover. But I'm actually following the biblical timeline, the way the Bible covers it. And so it does kind of jump around a little bit. We won't get into that because that's uh, deep, deep, deep stuff. But uh, we will um, we will uh, cover uh, the tabernacle in the order the Bible gives it out to us. So uh, book of Exodus chapter 27, verse 9. It says, and thou shalt make the court of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make the court of the tabernacle. And I want to preach to you tonight on that subject, the court of the tabernacle. The court of the tabernacle. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. God, I'm asking you that you would touch me tonight to preach and to minister in the word. God, I pray that everybody here and everybody watching at home would receive a word from you. Lord, I pray that you would use me and allow me to speak with confidence, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. God, guide my every word and let it be grace unto the hearer. In Jesus' name, and someone shout, Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. As we preached about last week, We are now on the outer perimeters of the tabernacle. And for those of you who may be new to some of this subject matter, the tabernacle was a squared tent. But around this squared tent, there was a fence. Amen. And we have been now talking about, amen, the items or the instrumentation that stood outside of the tabernacle tent. And so I want you to picture, amen, now uh, a court, amen. And inside of that court, as we talked about last week, the first thing that was present that an individual would see was the altar, amen. But today we're going to be talking about the court itself. But before I get into that, I want you to notice, and I meant to make mention of this last week, but I did not that the order in which we're reading about the tabernacle is rather unique because it starts with the inside of the tabernacle and then it makes its way out. And so what the Bible is doing here is uh, not common. Uh, (coughs) For example, if an architect uh, were to design a home, they would not start with the design of the inside of the home. They would start with the design of the outside of the home. But for God, it's the other way around. God cares about the inside. And so God starts on the inside. Because if you don't have it right on the inside, it doesn't matter how right you have it on the outside. In fact, Jesus said in the book of Matthew 23 and 25, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess, Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first. Everyone say first. Look here, Jesus says, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. In Christianity, you'll hear a lot of people throw around the word holier than thou and Pharisee and scribe. 
And it's kind of a name that we sometimes tag on one another when somebody might have a high standard of living and perhaps doesn't have the right attitude. And sometimes you can actually have the right attitude and a high standard of living and somebody will still barrel back and call you a Pharisee or a Sadducee. But let me tell you something. Holiness and modesty is not what makes a person a Pharisee. What makes a person a Pharisee is when they don't first, everyone say first, is when they don't first clean the inside. Praise God. Amen. If you really want to have a Pharisee or a Sadducee spirit, all you got to do is dress right and talk wrong. All you got to do is dress right and treat people wrong. All you got to do is dress right and be mean. Praise God. But that doesn't make holiness wrong. Holiness is right. Praise God. And God wants us to dress right and talk right. God wants us to look right and be right. God wants us, amen, to have it on the inside and the outside. Praise God. We don't have to pick one or the other. And so when God told Moses how to build the tabernacle, he started from the inside and he went out. Praise God. And I'm, I'm a big advocate, amen, of getting it clean on the inside. Praise God. Because if you don't have it clean on the inside, it does null and void the outside. Praise God. Somebody say amen. Praise God. So last week we began talking about the altar. And tonight we're going to be talking about the outer court, which is an area enclosed by 27 and a half feet tall posts. Amen. With white linens between them. Amen. It was a fence that went around the tabernacle. It's really quite pretty. And I'm not going to lie. Amen. When I started studying this, I thought to myself, how am I going to preach tonight about a court and a fence? Hallelujah. But the floor, uh, and I, I, I probably, I haven't made any mention of this, but I think it's worth noting that inside the tabernacle, as well as in the court, amen, they're the only part of the tabernacle that was not covered. The sides were covered. The top was covered. And then there was coverings on top of the coverings. And there's only one thing in the tabernacle that was never covered, and that is the floor, the dirt. On the tabernacle, both inside and outside in the court, was dirt. Amen. And it was a stern reminder to everyone of the humanity that is always at play when we're doing business with God. Amen. It didn't matter how holy the presence of the Lord was inside the sanctuary. It didn't even matter, amen, of all the sacredness that was taking place outside. There was always a dirt floor. Everybody, whether they were making sacrifices or praying in the presence of Jehovah, amen, could always feel dirt beneath their feet. And it was just a very clear and sober reminder to everyone. Don't you forget that you are a human. And don't you forget that God God is the only one that is perfect. And don't you forget what you were made out of. And don't you forget what you're going back to one day. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to constantly remember when I'm in the presence of God that I was made from the dirt and I'm going back to the dirt. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here to think of myself better than anybody. Hallelujah. And I'm definitely here to remember, amen, uh, that I have a short time to live and my life is but dust and I'm returning to the dirt and I have to make the most of my days, my minutes, my hours, and my seconds. Somebody say praise God. The outer court is, a, is significant in a way that is not easily detected when reading scripture. The outer court that was enclosed by this beautiful fence, amen, had one single opening. It was extremely wide. It was a place that everyone who came to the tabernacle could enter, whether they were priests or not. The most holy place or the tent 
the actual tabernacle uh, that we call the tabernacle, that place could only be entered by the high priest. But the outer court could be entered by everybody. Amen. And that place had a very wide opening. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I just want you to know that God really does receive everyone. Hallelujah. God really does want everybody to come into his presence. Hallelujah. And this is not part of tonight's notes, but the, 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 the opening had two curtains on it. And those curtains were made of the same linens and of the same colors as the, 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 the tent, the curtains that were at the front of the tabernacle. Praise God. And, and what that was, that was letting everybody know, amen, hallelujah, that while God is here to receive you and while all can come, amen, all need to remember that they are in the presence of a holy God. Hallelujah. They are in the presence of a God, amen, that does demand reverence, amen, and honor. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Praise God. But everybody could come into the court. Everybody, amen, could approach God, amen, if they wanted their sins forgiven. It was wide. It was welcoming. It was for everyone. Hallelujah. And from the day that the tabernacle was first built to the day the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, which is thousands of years later, the court, everyone say the court, the court had a profound imprint on the Jewish mind. It was their church, and great men such as David could not help but to write songs about it. Psalms 84 and 2 says, My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. David had been to the court of God because it was where everybody could go. And David never forgot it. In fact, from the first day he got there, amen, to the day that he was an old man, he wrote, my soul longs for the courts of God and my heart cries for the court of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm alone here tonight when I say there's nothing like the courts of God. Amen. There's nothing like getting close to Jesus. There's nothing like getting, amen, near the presence of God. There's nothing, amen, that can compare, amen, and I know that we're living in complicated and trying times, but I pray that every day, amen, when we're at home, amen, our heart continues to long and cry for the courts of our God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I don't ever want to get used to not coming to church. I don't ever want to get used to missing church. I don't ever want to get used to not hearing songs. I don't ever want to get used to not clapping my hands. I don't ever want to get used to, amen, just not hearing preaching. Praise God. I don't ever want to take church for granted. Hallelujah. I want to get in the courts of my God. Amen. And I want to worship him. And I want to, amen. And when I'm not there, I want to long for him. I want my heart to cry for him. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you why. Because God has been so good to me. Amen. Hallelujah. God has been so good to me. Amen. And my heart tonight cries like yours with the heart of David. Oh, God, let me return to your courts one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise God. Psalm 65 and 4 says, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy courts. Everyone say courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Amen. David realized that the desire to enter into God's court, amen, was not original with him. It was God that put it there. He said, blessed is the man whom thou 
choosest and who thou causest to approach unto thee and to enter into thy courts. David said, amen, when I reflect about going to the courts of God, not only do I long and not only do I cry for it, but I realize that the desire is not mine, amen, but God put it there. And that's what the Bible's talking about when it says, delight yourself in God and he will give you the desires of thy heart. That's not, that scripture doesn't mean that he'll give you whatever you want. It means that he'll give you the things to want, praise God. He'll put the desire inside of your heart maybe you didn't desire to sing before he'll put that desire in there maybe you didn't desire to be faithful he'll put that desire in there amen that desire I'm preaching to somebody right now, amen, that desire to wake up and go to church in the morning on Sunday, that is put there by God, amen, hallelujah, and not only, David realized that not only does God put the desire there, amen, he fulfills the desire as well, amen, God, I don't know what I would do if God put a desire in my heart to come to church only to find out that he's not there, amen, amen, I'm so glad that he not only puts the desire there, but when I get here, he fulfills the desire, hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah. I understand now why David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of God forever. Somebody say, Praise God. Psalms 92 and 13 says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts. Everyone say courts. In the courts of our God. He's talking about the tabernacle courts. They shall bring forth fruit even in old age. David thought about the court of God. And he says, I started, I started recognizing, I started, I started looking around me. And I noticed that the folks who frequent the court flourish. I started noticing that Bob and Lisa and Tiffany and Jose, <laughs> these folks that are always in the court, amen, these are some flourishing people. Amen. And not only do they flourish, but this flourishing follows them into their old age. They, they, get, they get better with time. The fruit doesn't rot, praise God. Amen. God not only blesses them, he keeps on blessing them. Amen. Amen. As the white hairs grow, so does the blessing, the wisdom, and the knowledge, and all things that cause mankind to flourish. Amen. How he keeps his hands on them. Amen. Even in their old age. Amen. Hallelujah. He keeps his protection and provision on their lives, even in their old age. Amen. Not just out of respect for the gray head, but because that gray head chooses to continue in the courts of God. Hallelujah. And I, I, I give honor and respect to every good saint of God. Amen. Who is now in their mature years and they're still serving the Lord. But let me tell you something. Amen. I've also seen the, the reverse. Amen. People who've been serving God for a long time. And as they get older, they think they need less of the courts of God. Friend of mine, I'm telling you. Amen. As the hair gets gray and I've got it, I got it coming in on the side. Hallelujah. I don't want to step outside the courts of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't ever want to take God for granted. I don't ever want to think, you know what? I've heard so much 
preaching. I don't need to show up. I don't ever want to get to the place where I think, you know what? Uh, church all the time, that's for the young folk. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to be fine at home. You ain't fine at home. Hallelujah. You got to bring yourself down to the courts of God where there's flourishing going on, where there's growing going on. Hallelujah. Even in the old age. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Um, amen. This, this area, this parameter, this premises, the court was deep in the Jewish psyche. David couldn't, I'm, I, I, we don't have years for me to preach about all the mentions of the court. Psalms 96 and 8, David says, Give unto the Lord. The glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. David, notice David didn't say bring a tithe. Because in his mind, that was automatic. He said, but come on into the court and bring an offering. Amen. I want you to remember something. Giving is an act of worship. Our, our, our offering, what we give after our tithe. Amen. That is a form of worship. Praise God. David said, when you give an offering, amen, you are giving God the glory that is due unto his name. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, when you look at your paycheck, amen, and that has no translation to the court of God, amen, you are taking, amen, the glory that is due unto his name. And that's why the Bible says that we are thieves, amen. It's not because we're stealing money, because God don't need money, amen. But when we begin to withhold that which God has caused us and allowed us to make praise God we are withholding the glory that is due unto his name praise God we need to honor God in our finances praise God amen hallelujah and we need to honor God amen hallelujah well I don't know about you but talking about the courts amen I, I don't know why anybody wouldn't finance a place like the courts of God hallelujah a place where there's flourishing going on you can't pay for that praise God a place where there's praise going on you can't pay for that a place where there's purpose and motivation and intentions placed into your heart from heaven who can pay for that amen why would we ever not want to tithe or give our offering amen to the courts of our God amen it's glory unto his name hallelujah when's the last time you dropped your offering in the tithing box when's the last time you gave your offering online and thought to yourself I'm giving God the glory that's due to his name oh come on somebody hallelujah Praise God. Somebody praise him right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. I want you all to get ready now. I know we're excited. We're going to take a little turn here. As wonderful as the court is, with its many parallels to church and church life, it's not the place that should arrest our imagination. Under the new covenant, we have access to God's holy presence even when we're not in church. You see, God's presence, number one, was not accessible to everybody. And so even if you got in the court, you didn't get to get into the presence of the one for whom the court was put to honor. You, you, you got to... You essentially got to hang out around God. You didn't really get to go mingle with God. 
and God wasn't coming to mingle with them. We talked about last week how Korah kept saying the people are holy. They were far from it. Moses on several occasions had to hold God back. And so as exciting, as awesome as the courts were, there was a limitation there. There was a barrier there. There was, there was more than just the fence around you. There was a fence between you and God. Now don't, kid, don't, don't get me wrong. Court life is awesome. But it's not where we stop. We go past the court and unto Christ. And that is something we should be doing seven days a week. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, friend, Jesus died so that you and I could go into the place that only the highest priest could go into. And we've been quoting this verse and we'll keep quoting it till we're done. Amen. You and I are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. And Jesus said, I don't mind you loving the court. I love the court. But why don't you keep on coming down the aisle until you get to me? Praise God. Because all this court life is not what it's all about. Praise God. Amen. It's about me. Praise God. It's about you getting closer to me and me getting closer to you. Praise God. Stop by the altar and stop by the brazen laver and cross over through the curtain. Amen. And go past the showbread. Amen. And go past. Amen. The altar of incense. Amen. And go past. Amen. The ark of the covenant and come talk to me. Praise God. I don't know about you, friend. Amen. But I counted a high honor and a privilege. Amen. To have 24 hours a day, seven day a week, 365 day a year, 52 weeks a year access to Jesus Christ, the holy of holies, the one who Abraham longed to see, the one who Moses couldn't even hear his name, the one who talked out of the burning bush, the one who Daniel saw, the one who gave Solomon wisdom, amen, the one, hallelujah, that preached through Peter, amen, and healed people with the shadow, hallelujah, I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about the almighty God, amen, friend, don't ever, amen, Love the court. Praise God in the court. Worship in the court. Sacrifice in the court. Bring an offering in the court. But don't get stuck in the court. Amen. Go and see Jesus. Amen. And don't just do it on Sunday. Amen. Do it on Monday. And don't just do it on Monday. Do it on Tuesday. And don't just do it on Tuesday. Do it on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And take advantage uh, of the thing that Jesus died for. Take advantage. Uh, hallelujah. Of the thing that Jesus gave his life for. Amen not just to forgive you of your sins he was much more than that it was to give you access so that you can come boldly before the throne of God hallelujah Jesus praise God oh somebody give God a hand praise right now hallelujah somebody say praise God Jesus wants a relationship yes he does he don't, want, he don't want you, amen, to rest and end your relationship in the court. In fact, what God wants is for us to go into the court with the intention of going past the court and into his presence. There's a call going out, folks. It's happening right now. In fact, the scripture says that as we near the last days, the book of Revelation says that the bride and the bridegroom cry, come. 
Amen. There's sinners out there saying, I'm hearing something. That's right. We got our backslid family members and relatives and coworkers saying, I'm hearing something. Amen. They're a little confused like Joshua who thought he was hearing the sound of war. They think, I'm hearing elections. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing pandemics. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing economy. No, 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 friend. You're hearing the bride and the bridegroom yell, come. Hallelujah. To the marriage supper of the Lamb. Come. Amen. Into the holy of holies. Past it even. Hallelujah. And into the presence of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is calling. There's a calling going forth. Amen. Hallelujah. And church folk need to be careful to not, amen, get stuck in religion. Praise God. And church folk need to be careful to not get dry and get in a rut and get in routine and get stuck in religion. Praise God. Because there's a calling going out past the court. There's a calling going out. Amen. Come on. It's not just past the court. That call can be heard outside the court. Hallelujah. And if you're not careful, God will raise up a sinner, a drug addict, and a drunk, a prostitute that will pass you up. They'll walk through the court and into the presence of their creator, and you'll lose your place. Amen. In the line of God's kingdom. Praise God. Friend of mine, don't you get stuck in the court. Don't get lost in the court. Amen. Don't, don't hide in the court. Praise God. Keep on going past the court. Every day, stay sincere. Stay Stay vulnerable, stay dependent, stay faithful, stay holy, stay clean, stay pure. Keep praying, keep talking to Jesus. Amen. And do it every day of your life, even when there's not church, even when there's online church, even when there's disruption in the city, the state, the country, the world. Amen. Keep getting in God's presence. Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout yes, hallelujah. In case you haven't noticed, I'm preaching right now. Praise God. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of courtyard Christianity out there. A lot of courtyard Christians. You can hide in the court. Everybody out there. John and Lisa, Tim, Jose. Everybody's out in the court. You can hide. Get your little camouflage on. I'm in the court. Sit in the back in the court. Come late to court. Was going to go, just decided to watch online instead. Full court press. Courtyard Christianity. That's right. And before anybody thinks, listen. I evangelized for nearly 20 years. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't go into my ministerial history just because I don't want nobody here to think pastor's just trying to sound like a know-it-all. I'm telling you right now, pastor done been around. This ain't my first rodeo. You are not listening to a B-grade a B preacher on a novice level. I'm just going to be very clear with you. But the reason I am telling you that is for this reason. I know what it is to get stuck lost and hide in the court I know what it is to know that song so good that I could close my eyes lift my hands sing it and my mind be on where we going to dinner after church I know what it is to be in five services a week and do the same thing offering song pre-service prayer 
preaching, pray, we're done. And then wake up Monday and not go past the court. I know what that's like. I also know what it's like to be a faithful saint. I got that badge. I still rock it. I still scrub toilets. I still take out garbage. I think, what, in the last three years I missed one service? I think I had COVID <laughs> back in December. Happy birthday, COVID. It's got, today's its one-year one year anniversary. Hallelujah. But I learned a long time ago evangelizing on and off planes, preaching in all kinds of churches, big church, little church, medium church. Conservative church, liberal church, medium church, <laughs> stuck church, progressive church, revival church, cold church. Even preached at a few Baptist churches. I learned you got to protect yourself from getting stuck in the court. I learned that you got to somehow shake yourself and sing that song and really think about Jesus. I learned that you really got to watch how you talk to people. I learned that you really got to, I learned that you really have to have a modesty standard and a good heart at the same time. I learned that I'm not looking this way, dressing this way, talking this way for, to please anybody. But I'm doing this because there was a day I was in the cutter. There was a day I was outside the court. And I heard the call from inside the tabernacle. And God, in his mercy, not just called, he put the desire and the longing. And I know what it is to be a faithful saint and show up and do the court business. But I also remember what it was to show up early to church and stop, start mopping. And think to myself, I can't wait till the song service starts. Because I'll be able to get a little closer to Jesus. I can't wait till the preaching starts because then there's an altar call after that. And I'm going to get to go up to my favorite little place over there on the corner of the right and lay on my face and go past the court. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Come on. I'm talking about, I'm talking about not, not being a courtyard Christian. Jesus, Jesus died so there could be a court, but he surely didn't die so that we'd get lost in it. I heard it said the other day, amen, don't let your education get in the way of you learning. And don't let the court get in the way of you going to Jesus. Use it. Let it be the vehicle. Let it stimulate you. Let it excite you. Let it reverberate. Let, let, absorb the whole thing, the altar, the laven, the dirt floors. The people, the smell, the sound, absorb it all. Love your church. 
Love the rug, the carpet, and the chairs you paid for. Love it all. Love cleaning. Love, love vacuuming. Love singing. Love the whole thing. Love the sound system, even when it's not working. Love the singers, even when their voices are raspy. Love the preaching. Praise God, even when it's nailing you right between the eyes. Love it all. But remember, you're here to love Jesus. You're here to love Jesus. You're here. Come on, somebody. We're here to love Jesus. Oh, let's lift our hands right now and love Jesus. Let's go past the court right now. Oh, Jesus. Let's all stand as the musicians come. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I don't want to get stuck in courtyard Christianity. I thank you for the court, and I thank you for every, I thank you for every instrument inside the court. I thank you for everything that goes on inside the court. But I realize tonight, God, that it's a vehicle to get closer to you hallelujah oh come on let's not go out of here still worried let's not go i believe you can go out of here healed praise god maybe you came sick you can go out of here healed maybe you came in with a pain in your body you can go out of here healed praise god maybe you came in here with some sin you want to repent about guess what you can come in here today and get it all forgiven in the name of jesus oh hallelujah 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 maybe there's somebody you've been praying for guess what you can go past the court and go to the feet of jesus and begin to say that name say that name say that parent's name that brother's name that sister's name that uncle's name that cousin's name that co-worker's name hallelujah jesus 